greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And today I come to you with a message on tithe and offering. This will be a four-part message of tithe and offering. Tithe and offering. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. I thank you for your precepts. Because your precepts is you teaching us. And it is something that you love to do, to commune with your people, to teach us how to live a life pleasing to you. And if we're living a life pleasing to you, we have life everlasting. So, Father, I pray in this tithe and offering message that you have given to me, I pray that you would open up the eyes and ears of the hearers, that they may see you glorify your name and lift up Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel, and that they will learn to give you offerings of free will. In the name of Jesus Christ, the potentate king, the one that liveth forever and ever, the everlasting father, amen and amen. Tithes and offering. Tithes and offering. This subject isn't always a pleasant subject for people to hear. But I pray today that God will break the yoke of bondage that they have against tithing and offerings. This month, this four-part series, I pray that God's people will continue to move in his precepts, in his teachings, in his doctrine, in tithes and offering. So we're going to start off in Genesis, the fourth chapter. Genesis, the fourth chapter. The first verse, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. Cain means to be gotten or acquired. And she said, I have begotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. Abel means Hebel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now a keeper of the sheep is a feeder. He fed the sheep. He looked after them. It's like a shepherd. And in the process of time... It came to pass that Cain bought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. An offering. An offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings. The firstlings of his flock. And of the fat thereof, that means his sheep and his goats. 
And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. So the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. Respect and no respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why are you wroth? Why are you mad? Why are you wroth? And why is your countenance fallen? You're mad and disappointed. Why? If you do well, shalt thou not be accepted? Or let me let me let me put it to you another way. If you do well, shall not thou have the excellency? And if thou do not well, sin lieth at your door. Sin is there. Sin is there. And unto thee shall your desire and thou shalt rule over him and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother okay I want you to understand that this message is about an offering there's some other things going on here that we can discuss. But because of time, I want to keep it focused on the offering. No matter how you see verses 1 through 7, I want you to focus on the parts that I bring out. Let's go back. We must understand their occupations here. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. Abel had the position of a shepherd. A shepherd is compared to the keeper of the sheep. It's, it's the definition, really. And so pastors in the Bible are called shepherds because we have to do the same thing that keepers of the sheep do. Shepherds take care of the flock. Pastors take care of God's people. If you ever see the comparison in the Bible, God's people are, com are in comparison with a likeness to sheep. And then the pastor is the shepherd. And of course, you have what we call the bishops, the spiritual feeders, the head, the main ones. They are going to always feed you the word of God. You have the head pastors. You have the assistant pastors. You, you have the ministers. Now, ministers are also teachers but they're also assistant pastors. These are people who feed you the word of God, ministers of the gospel. So Cain was a tiller of the ground. In other words, he took care of growing food or whatever he needed from the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now Cain, the oldest, he brought forth his fruit, an offering unto the Lord. So what is an offering? It is a present, a gift, an oblation, a sacrifice. Sometimes when you give an offering to anybody, it is a sacrifice because you may be in need yourself even if it wasn't a need for you, you give a gift. 
I have so much, so I'm going to give this gift to you. And so God said that Cain brought an offering of fruit from the ground that he tilled. So in other words, he said, God, I've got this present for you. This is a gift for you. This is what I'm offering you. Numbers, the 15th chapter. Numbers 15, 3. And he says, Well, let's start with one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you be come into the land of your habitations, which I give unto you, and will make an offering by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, or a sacrifice in performing a vow, or in your solemn feast or in a free will offering to make a sweet savor unto the Lord of the herd and of the flock. Understand, this scripture is so, it backs up tithing and offering. It backs up the sacrifice of animals for sins. This particular scripture is saying a free will offering. That's what Cain gave to God. It was a gift, a free will offering. It was voluntary. He had a willing mind to do. He had a willing mind to do. A free will offering. A free will offering, Deuteronomy 23, 23. That which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and perform. Even a free will offering according as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. What is coming from your mouth to God? Are you keeping your free will offering? This is something he's not asking you to do. This is a free will offering, something you are saying you're going to do. It's in your heart to do. Verse 5. 
say, no, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't want to skip over my notes. I want to show you how God gave us a free will offering. His son, Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalms 110. Psalms 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. This is a messianic psalm. It is the psalm of David. And David is prophesying or listening to a conversation between God and Jesus Christ his son. Between Jehovah and the Holy One. Between Elohim and the Messiah. Sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies my, thy footstool. And the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauties of holiness, from the womb to the more of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we learn from the New Testament that this is about Jesus Christ, his son. The Lord said unto my Lord, this is saying, Christ was willing. And those that believe in Christ, his people, in his power, and in the beauty of holiness. We will be willing. It will come from our heart. Um, he won't have to beg us. Uh, he won't have to say, do it, do it, do it. Uh, it's going to be a free will from us. Uh, and we're going to do it pleasingly in his power and the beauty of his holiness. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Willing. Freely, freely, freely. Freely. A free will offering. We're talking about what we offer God. Ties and offering. Matthew 22, 44. And this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. Verse 42, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They said unto him, The son of David. And he said unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit you on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. If David then called him Lord, how is he his son? Jesus got deep with the Pharisees. See, these were the religious leaders. They thought they had it down packed. But Jesus said, The Lord said unto my Lord, And if this is David speaking, then how is he his son? I was in the beginning before David was born. David heard the conversation between me and my father. David, if David called him Lord, then how is he his son? And we understand it. But he was challenging the religious leaders, the Pharisees. He said, verse 46, And no man was able to answer him a word, neither do any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. He had them <laughs> puzzled, embarrassed. 
Hebrews, the first chapter. So Christ does free will offering for us. For those of us before we were even born into the earth. He done died and rose again. But God thought of us free will offering for our sins. He thought of us and Christ did it in obedience. Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews, the first chapter. The ninth verse. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. This comes from the Messianic scriptures. Number one, we read the Messianic scriptures of Psalms 110. But this one, it comes from Psalms 45, 6 and 7, including verse 8 of Hebrews 1. He says, but unto the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Remember, that's Psalms 110. Let's go to the other messianic psalm, Psalm 45. Psalms 45, 6 through 7. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. He anointed him with his spirit. The oil of gladness. There were a couple times that God spoke out of the clouds. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son. And he hath anointed him above thy fellows. The anointing of God. Jesus Christ. The free will offering. And as we move along, let's go back to Genesis 4. Willing. Psalms 110, 1 through 4. Willing. Willing will be Christ's people. You should be willing to give an offering. You should be willing to give a tithe unto the Lord. Willing. Because in his power, it's the power of the Holy Ghost that keeps you in alignment with God and his precepts. And the power of Christ and the beauty of holiness. If you're your, this is, we give an offering. Cain gave this offering. Let's see what it said about Abel. Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. So here we are in, 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 in 4 verse 4. The firstlings. The firstlings 
the firstlings. He had respect. So let's talk about the firstlings and respect. The firstlings, the firstlings, L-I-N-G-S, they are the firstborn. The firstborn of the sheep of his flock. The firstborn. And sometimes they gave goats as a sacrifice and an offering. The firstling carries the birthright. In sacrifices and offerings, God desires the firstborn. And I want you to understand, even in the precepts of God, God himself followed it. He took Jesus Christ, his son, the firstborn. I want you to understand the free will offering. God himself followed it. And what's wrong with us? That we can't give a free will offering. to Proverbs 3. We're talking about the first links first. Proverbs 3. What's wrong with us if God can give of his son for our sins? Free will. Because you know he could have just took out Satan and the whole world. He even gives man free will to choose to serve him or not to. But we got to understand we're looking at how God follows his precepts in giving of the firstlings, even of himself, for us. Proverbs 3, verse 9. He says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. This is Solomon to his son. I mean, yeah. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. He's saying, listen, if you honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. That's what Cain and Abel was giving. They was giving an offering. It was supposed to have been a free will. We got to honor God with thy substance and with the first fruits of our increase. And God follows his own pattern. He followed it in his son. Revelations 3.14 of the Laodiceans write these things saith the Amen did you know that's another name for Christ the Amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things saith the amen. These things saith the Christ. These things saith the Messiah, the anointed one, the faithful and true witness of God. These things saith the beginning of creation of God. Are you following me? The beginning. Let's go to John 1 1. The beginning. John 1, 1, in the beginning was 
word, the beginning of creation. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Well, which God? God the Son. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He is telling us like this, in the beginning was the Christ, and the Christ was with God, and the Christ was God. That's a little meat. I need you to chew, put all that together and chew on it. Maybe God will open up your understanding. The same was in the beginning with God. This is how we see him two in one. He is describing both the Son as God, who was in the beginning with God. And he says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Down to verse 14. And the Word and Christ, the Messiah, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory. I behold it now, but I'm not seeing him in the natural. I behold him face to face in the spirit, even as in the mirror, going from glory to glory. You probably can't see him, but you are supposed to, if you're a believer, going and growing in God from glory to glory. Why? Because he says we change into the same image. So the source of creation became the firstborn in the earth. He said the firstborn of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The firstborn of God. Let's go to Luke. I'm trying to make this plain for you so you can see it. Can you, can you, uh, can you see Christ in the teaching? Can you hear him? He's thundering right now. Can you hear the message? He was God's free will offering. The firstborn, just like he told Moses to tell the children of Israel. Luke 1.35 And the angel answered and said unto her, and this is Mary the virgin, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. From a, a, a woman of the natural, a virgin, just like prophesied in the book of Isaiah, he came by way of God through the Holy Ghost, the power of the Almighty, the Spirit of God, and God birthed a son through her, overshadowing her, never penetrating like a man. What a miracle. Just overshadowing her as she was impregnated by God Almighty, by his power of the Most High. Else should I. The Almighty. Luke 2, verse 7. And she brought forth, this is about Mary, her firstborn son. Here it is, the firstborn, the firstling, the first and only sacrifice for our sins. That there would be the only sacrifice, the human one. And see, God had a problem with, with us sacrificing people. But this was different. Sacrificing people, if we sacrifice people to another God, passing them through the fire, he called it an abomination. But this purpose 
brought it to an end and brought in the new covenant and released his spirit among the people. And those that believe in Jesus Christ, we receive of the power of God. Because of the firstborn son, and they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I want you to know the firstborn son of God. He followed everything he told the children of Israel to do. Now you saying, oh, that, you just contradicted the Bible. Oh, the devil is a liar. Man killed Jesus Christ uh, through the court system. Jesus said, I lay down my life. I give it. You don't take it. It was a free will offering. The son in obedience to the father. For you and for me, the final sacrifice. So it wasn't like he, he did what people do to gain power and give their kids and pass them through the fire. Or give their loved ones and kill them and offer them to idol gods. That's not what Christ did. They went through the court system. They offered him up. They delivered him up to Pilate. The firstborn of God. It could only be him. Because he is the only one that walked the earth without sin. The rest of us is too sinful for us to be a sacrifice that God would accept. I want you to understand free will offering. Christ did it. God did it. Why can't you give him a free will offering? An offering of sacrifice or gift or present. Why can't you give it? Why can't you give him 10% of your day? 24 minutes. He gave his life. Freely. You a Christian, you a believer. Give him some time. And don't just do it because, oh, the apostle said you got to do it. My pastor said I've got to do it. No, let it be a free will offering. Something you give him from your heart. That was Cain's problem. He did it, but it wasn't from the heart. That's why God didn't give it a respect. And I'm going to get there in a moment. So let's talk about this respect. It means have compassionate, compassionate regard towards. Or you spare somebody because you have compassion for them. You're compassionate. You regard something. Or you spare it. Going back to Genesis 4. Genesis 4, and Abel, the Lord had respect unto Abel's offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. What is it to have respect? He received it. He was compassionate about it. He regarded it. He, <laughs> you know. Let's talk about Abel's. Why was it respected? He gave of the firstling of the flock and of the fat thereof. Let's go to Hebrews 11. There was a difference between Cain and Abel's offering. Hebrews 11:4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, 
see, you can give to God, but but Abel gave by faith. There is a difference in giving. His free will was given by faith, but not Cain. He says, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Abel. Abel obtained witness. He gave respect from God. He regarded him. God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. In other words, he obtained witness that he was righteous. When you do things by faith, God counts it for righteousness. You are justified. When you do it by faith, Cain had no faith. He was just giving. It wasn't of his free will. He gave because he had to. Now you can go to church and you can listen to the precepts of God. You give willingly. God loves a cheerful giver. He wants you to give it free will. Give it from the heart. Give it by faith. Voluntarily. See, Cain, he gave. And it seems it was voluntary. But I think he gave not by faith. See, because God always gives respect to things of faith. People get healed because of faith. People get healed because of faith. People get deliverance because of faith. People get saved because of faith. And you know what faith is? God drawing us by and we giving and we receiving salvation by our own free will. Believing by our own free will. Do you believe today? Will you believe in there for your salvation? For your eternal life today? Free will by faith. Christ did it for you. He died on the cross and he rose the third day. Giving us life eternally. Free will. God did it. He said they got to be saved. I've got to win my people, my creation. I've got, to, I've got to gain them back from Satan. By free will they fell. By free will I will save them. Now, God testified on Abel's behalf. It said, listen here. Um, in verse 8, Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, Why hast thou, what hast you done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Here it is. Abel is dead. Yet God is before Cain asking him about him. He wanted to see where Cain's heart was. Are you going to tell me the truth or not? Let's go back up. Verse 6. And the Lord said unto Cain, because Cain had a problem, because God didn't respect his offering. He testified on Abel's behalf. But what did he say to Cain? He said, the Lord said unto Cain, why are you mad? Why is that countenance fallen? If you do well, should it not be accepted? Evidently, Cain did something that was not so well in his offering. He said, that's why it's not accepted. You didn't do well. Your offering, it wasn't from your heart. It's not free will. So when we give in our tithes and offering, uh, we shouldn't complain about it. Uh, we shouldn't murmur about it. Let it be a free will offering so that God will receive it with a whole heart. He won't say unto you like he said unto Cain, if you do well, well, I will accept it. 
going to be accepted. Because it's not from the heart. You're not doing well. So when you give, I want you to think about it. When you give to God, when you give, make sure it's from the heart. Make sure it's by faith. Make sure it's not you complaining and griping. I want you to understand that. He says, if your offering is not accepted, then sin lieth at your door. And his desire. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Not the evil of Cain over Abel. He killed him because Abel was going to rule over Cain. Because he was respected by God. See, there's a difference in being respected by man and respected by God. And although when you when you will have God's respect, there will be men and women respect you. But there also will be men and women like Cain who will not respect you. And they will cause harm to you and your family. And they will cause harm. But I want you to understand that Cain offered an evil. Listen, he says... Let's go to 1 John 3. First John 3. 11 and 12. He says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. What in the world was Cain doing? What was in his mind that he did an evil work in his offering before the Lord? And he saw that Abel's was received, and he slew him. God is saying in John, the evil, the wicked one, Satan influenced Cain to kill his brother. That's an influence of sin, Satan, the wicked one. His, listen, works. He says, the works, his own works were evil. Cain. Sin was at his door. His offering is his works. The slewing of his brother Abel is his works. I want you to notice that. Cain offered an evil. Abel offered in righteousness. And when you offer in righteousness, God will testify on your behalf. God will testify on your behalf. Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, the new testament, the season and time that we are in that has yet not been fulfilled the fulfillment of the New Testament church uh, will be when Jesus come into the clouds uh, and we meet him in the air, those that are alive and living in Christ. And to the blood of sprinkling and that speaks better things than that of Abel. Jesus Christ, blood on the cross, uh, the shedding of his blood, uh, the free will sacrifice that he gave of his life, uh, it speaks louder than Abel's did. And Abel had a testimony from God that he was righteous. 
So how much more is God's testimony on behalf of his son? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. His blood is speaking louder. Why? Because it's sprinkled on us and we live and we have our being in Christ. And we are saved and reconciled to God. Verse 22 through 29 speaks of Christ. I just read 24. Christ, the firstborn, the mediator, the new covenant, the new testament. Verse 23, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. The firstborn being Christ, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and the spirits of just men made perfect. Jesus the mediator. Verse 25. See that you refuse him not that speaketh. Refuse him not. And what did we just learn? His blood is Speaking, it speaks, it speaks. We're speaking by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We're speaking, the blood of Christ is speaking. He's living in the heavenlies, mediating for us. And he's speaking, and he says, refuse not Christ, refuse not the Messiah. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on the earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven? Whose voice then shook the earth, uh, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of those shakings that are shaken, as of the things that are made, and those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. We must understand that the voice that shook the earth is now shaking heaven and we receive a kingdom unmovable. Because we believe and we, <laughs> we accepted and not refused the voice that spoke. By faith we received. By faith it was free will. We must serve God acceptably and with reverence and godly fear. I want to tell you something. With tithes and offerings, it is time to stop mumbling and complaining. It is time to give your free will offerings, your tithes and your offerings to God by faith and with a, with a willing heart. Give God a good present. Give him a good gift. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to give your tithes and offerings. Do it with a good heart, by faith, and see God respond. See him testify on that behalf. He will testify on the behalf of your tithes and offerings. He will testify just like he testified to Abel. His offering was respected by God. And God testified on his behalf. I want you to think about tithes and offerings a little differently. I want you to understand that God accepts the offerings of free will. I want you to understand he accepted his son's free will offering for you and for me. Do you want to receive them? The Bible warns us not to refuse the one that's speaking. Can you hear him through my voice? I know you see me in the natural, but can you hear Christ through the message? It's time to come to the Lord Jesus. Don't refuse him. Don't refuse him. Give your life to him. It is also time for those in the body of Christ to repent. Don't refuse that God is shedding light on your dark places. He said it's time to move and walk in deliverance in these areas. I'm setting you free. I'm setting you free. I'm setting you free. It is time.
It is time. It is time for you. It is time for you to come to Christ. Don't refuse the one that want to give you a kingdom and a glory. Don't refuse the one whose blood is still speaking. Don't refuse the one that died and rose again. Don't refuse the firstborn of God. Don't refuse salvation. Don't refuse. Don't refuse. Don't refuse. Don't refuse. God is wanting you today to receive of his son, Jesus Christ. Receive him, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice repeat these words after me, speaking loudly. Lord Jesus, forgive, him, forgive me for refusing you, but I understand now that I am a sinner and that your blood was shed for me and that you are the son of the living God. And even now, I want eternal life. I humble my life to you now. Wash me, cleanse me. In the name of Christ, I pray. And those of you that are in Christ already, and there's some dark areas that you refuse to let God in. He's saying, now I'm shedding light, and I need you to let me in. I have to be, I have to set you free. There's still some dark places that are keeping you bound. You believe in my son. I need to take you a little higher. But I can't until you let me into those dark places. You need to have some light. I need to wash and cleanse you again. I need you to change, have a change of heart and mind on those dark places. Let me in, let me in. Do not refuse his voice. your way Lord and I pray that the eyes and the ears of every person who hear or see this message have now an understanding and the blinders have been removed God and that you have perfected them that you have will get the glory from their lives and that they have a testimony because we can only overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Speak, Lord, speak. Your blood, I believe it is still speaking. Speak, Lord, speak. Speak, God, speak. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. The Messiah, the anointed one, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world that is living in the heavenlies. Amen and amen. Speak.